Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. And the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show, everyone. I just want to point out, Big Country was the third person in the room today, but we love him for that. Big Country with the time management. Time management is uh, one of my specialties. Yeah, uh, Chiefs fan, uh, he definitely learned it. You son of a bitch. I'm Big Red. I'm in a feisty mood today. I'm throwing Bro, stuff. Bro, you just across. broke my laptop. Shattered the screen. What are you going to do about it? No, no. Too strong. Too strong. Too strong. How strong? Too strong. Today we are going to talk um, probably about football, as we usually do. The Giants finally fired Joe Judge. And we're going to talk about what they're thinking, what's happening there. Um, an NFL team is for sale. That doesn't happen very often. And then a little bit of news and notes from the Alabama football team, uh, some draft prospects, maybe a little basketball even. But then also we're going to recap your power rankings from the season. Uh, you're a big self-reflection guy. Yep. You're going to do a lot of that today. And then we will get to some would-you-rather questions to end out the show. But let's do start with Joe Judge. Yesterday we were talking about how the Giants didn't fire him and how we were surprised. And everyone's talking about how – Brian Flores is unemployed, but Joe Judge still has a job. Well, now he doesn't. Yesterday afternoon, the Giants fired Joe Judge, a move that I think everyone, even Giants fans agree, needed to happen. And it got a, people, it got a lot of people asking, what's going on? Why fire him now? I do think that it is because they were starting to talk to GM candidates, starting to get their feelers out there. And I think a lot of them probably said, no thanks, I'm not interested I don't want any part of Joe Judge. Yeah, and it's, I want my own guy to be the coach, too. And that makes so much sense. No GM wants to go take a job when the head coach is having players run laps or in practice or in training camp. And it's just, you don't agree with the way he coaches. You don't agree with, you know, his stance on a lot of things. Maybe a QB sneak on a third and nine on your own four-yard line. Maybe you don't want to manage that team. You don't want to deal with the head coach and his idiocy throughout a season. And the fact that he was even able to save his job for an extra day. Some might even call him dense. Yeah. That means dumbass. <laughs> and that's right. Joe Judge. The ruling's in. You're fired. The Saurus of the day. Dense means dumb. There we go. But I I, I think that's it. I, I think that they looked at this, and I think I even heard, uh, shoot, I don't remember who it was, Albert Breer talking this morning. That on Friday or Saturday, the Giants were going into the situation with, okay, Joe Judge is still going to be our coach. I think they fully planned on retiring Dave Gettleman and that his run there was done. But I think they expected to go into this season or into next season, excuse me, with Joe Judge as their head coach. That doesn't really happen. And I, I think that when they started looking at these GMs, they realized, oh, shit, no one wants to work with. Joe Judge. And like you said, a lot of these guys that are GM candidates, they want to hire their own guy. Mm -hmm. They want full control of this thing. I think if you do have a head coach in place 
with maybe some of these teams, it's okay, and you can say, okay, well, I'm willing to work with that guy. Like, I know he's a good coach. He just needed a good GM to go with him. That is not the case in New York. So maybe now uh, they can go back to some of these other GM candidates and say, like, oh, by the way, you get to pick your coach as well. Yeah, and I don't expect you to know the answer to this, but how did these guys kind of determine this? The answer is seven. Okay. So you just create a list, and the seventh guy's like, "Yep, this is the coach." Right. That's actually probably not a bad idea. <laughs> it might make more sense than what some of these teams <laughs> yeah. do. Really, though, but like, if you're if you get the opportunity to go interview for a GM job, one, how do you get yourself in that situation? And two, <clears throat> are you preparing for a coaching staff or a staff with you before you even get to the interview? Or is it like, hey, here's the interview. Now build the staff, and you're just like. Pfft. Dude, I was just a scouting director for this team. I had no idea being a general manager was around the corner for me. I I think that you probably have a plan of this is the kind of guy that I'd like to go after. And as far as like the GMs go, I I like some of the rules that are in place that you have to interview people of color. I think a lot of these teams probably know who they're going to go after. You know, a lot of these owners or – uh, even as you just trickle down, even some of the GMs are like, okay, I've worked with this coach before. I can bring him in. He's going to be my guy. And that's uh, one of the blessings and the curse of the Rooney rule is that so many of these people already know who they want to hire that they're like, okay, um, Eric Bietami, we have to interview a person of color, come in and interview for this job, even though I already know I'm hiring Adam Gase. Yeah, because uh, it's not like these guys have been in the job for a year or two and don't know anybody. They've probably been in 10, 15 years. And then I kind of have their core group of like, if I ever get the opportunity, you're coming with me. Yeah. Yeah. So many guys say that, like even like little, you know, regional scouts will have their guy. That's like probably on the coaching staff is like, man, you know, if, if I ever make it to be a GM, you're my guy. Mm -hmm. And that those like handshake agreements, those last people remember that and they follow through with it too. So it does kind of suck. But I, I do think that some of these, GMs maybe just have more of a plan. Like, yeah, if you could get me a coach, an offensive-minded coach that runs this similar system, I'd be perfect for that. I think there's a lot that goes on behind closed doors. But I I do think a lot of these interviews probably even start with, who can you bring in with you? Even if you're interviewing for a head coach job, it's, okay, who's your defensive coordinator going to be, though? Yeah. What's your staff going to start to look like? Who's your quarterback coach? Who's your OC, even if you're an offensive guy? It's so much of it, I think you have to go in with a, a heavy plan of these are my guys. It really makes me start to wonder, too, like how much of an impact, and this might sound kind of silly, but at the same time, how much of an impact does the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator have with the players? Because I feel like they morally just implement the game plan, right? Like they're doing a lot of the film study and stuff and then kind of interacting and implementing. But it's the other coach, like the position coaches that are building the true relationship with the players and getting the most out of those guys and setting them up for success. Yeah, and Or some am, of I putting, them have, am I putting too much stock into positional coaches? Well, some of them have dual responsibilities. You're, like, you're the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Yeah. It's, but I do think you're right. that As far as like the players goes, you're probably interacting more with your position coach. Now, if you're the quarterback and the offensive coordinator, that's not your position coach, but like, you're working hand-in-hand. Yeah, the, the tight ends might not talk to the offensive coordinator much, depending on the team. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, pretty much the, that's your X's and O's guy. They're the ones that are drawing up a lot of this game plan 
And for the most part, you drop something, you want to pick that up. Uh, the coaches are dealing with the day-to-day, this is our schedule. This is when we leave. This is when we eat. This is when you get to go poop. And that's what they're doing. Some people, like an Andy Reid, have more control over that offense or you know, uh, Belichick in the defense even. They got their hands all over that stuff. Yeah. Some of them. I think the less responsibility you have as a coach, the better. I don't want you to be the GM. I don't want you to be the head coach and the offensive coordinator. I just want you to be the head coach. Yeah. Just you know, focus just... on the time management, your timeouts. <laughs> yeah. The where's the game at, you know, everything going from there. Mm-hmm. The tempo of the game, be aware of that. Yeah. Or, you know, you're popping into meetings. You're like, yeah, this is what we need to take advantage of this week. I saw this on film. Go do this on offense. And then the offensive coordinator is like, okay, you got it, coach. Draw something up to hurt the Go other team. There. Yep. Yeah. But I also have never interviewed for an NFL position. That might surprise a lot of I people. I do wonder how tough those interviews are. There, I mean, because I mean, you hear about days. like, the, I feel like we hear the draft interviews, you know what I mean? Like the weird ass questions that come from that. In terms of the NFL, how does that process look? I don't feel like we ever hear about that from coaches. Like, what makes Eric Bieniemy a boring interviewer, but Nick Sirianni is just spectacular through the roof because he's also 20 minutes down the road on vacation with his family? Yeah. Well, I also think and that. And I it's, don't mean to be like, ah, da 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 da, just yeah. what separates But some people are going to connect with certain people you know you and i could both do an interview with somebody and i walk away from it like man that guy was a jerk like he was boring and he was dull yeah but you would be like oh that was great like that was very insightful and he was charismatic (laughs) cool and i'm like "Mm, no thanks or not (laughs) actually not gonna hire that guy so i I, that's why it's it's so general when you say like oh this guy's not a good interviewer not with that certain team yeah. Or this guy, like Nick Sirianni. I think he's the one that most people look at because he had such a weird press conference, like uh, introductory press conference. Like, this guy? You're telling me he had he knocked it out what of the park? What was it that he kept saying? Uh, that he was going to be – he's going to keep the offense very simple and easy yes. to learn, but it's going to be very hard for defenses to pick up what they're doing. And just, like, kept contradicting himself. Of like, oh, it's going to be so simple, but, like, I'm going to push the guys, and it'll be difficult. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> It's going to be harder. Is it going to be easy? Like, what are you trying to do here? But Eagles played pretty well this year. They do play in a dog shit division, (laughs) but they still made the playoffs. Then you only play your division. That's only six games out of the year. So even if your division does suck, you're still playing a lot of other football games. I think you got to give them credit. I mean, I do. You find a way into the playoffs, and if you make the playoffs, you're doing something right. So. Props to you. It just makes me wonder what would happen if they had like a Justin Jefferson at the receiver on that team, though. I think a I lot of Eagles can't help but like think the, about that. Like, just God. Where would Jalen Hurts be at in his development <laughs> yeah. if they had drafted uh, Justin Jefferson? I'll tell you where he would be. He would be on the bench because Carson Wentz would still be there. Probably. Jefferson could have made Carson Wentz look good. I mean, he's making Kirk at least Cousins good enough. Like... Yeah, to not get. Fired. Yeah. Or traded. Whatever you want to call it. But at, but at the same special. time, who knows? Because Carson Wentz could be like, I'm going to, you know, another deep pass and just, well, that's off the mark. Or he gets Justin <laughs> Jefferson killed because he just tries to make something happen and screws him over. Yeah. You know, my big thing this year for the draft is positivity. Yep. Everybody sees the game different. I'm going to try to do a really good job. But I did have people in my DMs last year or the year before or whatever it was. Um, telling me that Jalen Rager was better than Justin Jefferson. 
I went did back. Did you I mute found... those people? Did I mute them? Mute them, yeah. Damn straight I did. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, people told me that Jalen Rager was going to be great. Like, yeah, I see the athletic ability. I don't see. I'm just so over, like, fast receiver difference maker. Like, yeah. Even with Tyree Kill, I feel like the Chiefs got, got lucky with that. Well, everybody's looking for the next Tyree Kill. Yeah. Because the NFL is such a copycat league. The football is a copycat sport to where everybody thinks, oh, if I draft Henry Ruggs, this, he's going to play the Tyree Man, Kill. I role. do wonder how the Raiders feel, not even about Henry Ruggs, but the fact that they've always gone after the fast guy. Like, any. <laughs> That's actually an accident, but... Okay, I was going to say brother. (laughs) The fact that the Raiders have always wanted a fast receiver, and it never worked out for them, and in Kansas City, he's like, hey, we'll take Tyree Kill here. Holy shit, top five receiver in the NFL. Uh Uh-huh. And the Chiefs really got lucky, too. That's that's kind of a different situation. That's not so much like the ones we were talking about the other day, of like, hey, you didn't want this guy, but he kind of fell to you in the draft and took him. They could have really wanted Tyreek and been like, yeah... Knucklehead off the field. Don't really know what he's about, but we'll take him. I mean, shit, he played running back at Oklahoma State. Yeah. And that, but they probably got a little bit lucky in picking him up as well. But it is, it's such a weird league. And I was even thinking about uh, Justin Jefferson like last week and all the other receivers that got drafted ahead of him. Uh, you know, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb. Yep. None of them have really emerged like we thought they would. Obviously, Henry Ruggs not in the league anymore. But even Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb. I feel like CeeDee Lamb had the, the rookie year where he kind of, you know, stutted out of course. But, like, this season, I didn't feel, I don't no, know, I thought he, he had much of an impact. And Jerry <laughs> Judy, I feel like we can't determine anything for him yet because he hasn't had a quarterback that can push the ball down the field. True. Or use he, him as a factor. Been... And he got injured. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but still, like, looking at those guys, they, they really haven't had those those moments that I thought they would. Even Jerry Judy this year. Uh, played in 10 games, had just over 400 yards, no touchdowns. So I mean, that's surprising. I You didn't have any touchdowns at all? Zero touchdowns. Oh, Receiving. Wow. I don't know if he had any rushing. I'm not looking at that. But zero receiving touchdowns. And I thought, you know, coming out of the draft, we were talking about he was one of the best receivers in a long time. Like great route runner, good speed. And I'll tell you, they have him listed at 6'1", 193. I don't see it. He looks so small on the field. Yeah. That could be a Cortland Sutton thing, but Jerry Judy looks so small on the field. CD Lamb does too. And he's listed at 6'2, 190. 190? Yeah. My God. Now, CD Lamb, I, I should give him a little more credit. He did have uh, 79 catches for 1,100 yards and six touchdowns this year. Boy, that's so he, a quiet year, though. It, it was a quiet 1,100 yards receiving. I feel like the the focus on the Cowboys has been just you haven't been enough of what we expected with the offense. Maybe they're fine. Because I feel like the focus has been like Zeke. It took, I felt like it took Zeke forever to get going, and Tony Pollard was having more of an impact, and like the focus was on the defense on being able to actually get stops. Diggs was getting interceptions. Micah Parsons was a stud. But then we look at the offense, and it was just like, yeah, you did enough. Yeah. But it never felt like they were like the main reason why they were winning football games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Zeke had 1,002 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. Not a bad year. But it's, it's also, it's that he's not still the, got 1,000 yards. It just didn't feel like he was anywhere close to it. No, it really didn't. I mean, his he averaged 4.2 yards a carry. I think that kind of hurts 
the perception of his success because he was he was getting limited carries. He didn't have a lot of big runs. And I do think that Tony Pollard, like the emergence of him this year, he rushed for 700 yards. But he was like their big play guy. So what's a good average rushing yard for running backs, like per carry? I was thinking like 4.5. Okay. Like anything below that, 4.2. It's always, it's always confused me because like I hear 4.2, I'm like, that's not bad for running back to get that per carry because you do that three times in a row. Hey, guess what? That's a first right. down. But then it's like you hear Jamal Charles is like, ah, oh, he's one of the only running backs to average five yards a carry. Dude should be a hall. Like there's arguments of him going to the Hall of Fame. And then you hear 4.2 and you're like, that's just a point eight difference. Why is this Hall of Fame and this is like, eh. Yeah. That's always threw me for a loop. As a Number player. of carries are different. I had a coach that told that's us one time, we need three yards a carry. And I was like, three yards a carry, that's it? Like we're going to have to punt on fourth down. He was like, we don't punt. We're not. We're yeah, not, not, had a coach say the same thing. Three Power, hour. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah, that's all you need to get, which doesn't sound bad. You're like, that's a really low goal. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, when the running back's bigger than the offensive line, it's never a good thing. No, it's usually not. <laughs> but it is. I don't know how we even got on this top up topic. But speaking of Jerry Judy, uh, another thing that came across that's like not getting much attention is the fact that the Denver Broncos might be up for sale very soon. Now, there's been a, a little bit of a disagreement in court, and that got settled a little bit yesterday to where the owner of the Broncos uh, bought the team in, like, 1984. He passed away in 2020, 2019. Two years ago, yeah. And there was a little bit of a stipulation in the sale there that the previous owner would have the right of first refusal. Uh, but yesterday, that got ruled out and they do not get the right of first refusal. And it sounds like the Bolin family probably doesn't want to hold on to the team, that they are actually like, nah, let's sell this and get out of it. Take if the, the Denver Broncos become available, that is going to be uh, one rich family because that's a good franchise to own. Yeah. I mean, that owner, he did a great job in making it very valuable and Almost kind of like an icon. Like that logo in itself, I feel like is just such a brand. I do too. Like I, I honestly, I love the Broncos logo. I remember in fifth grade, we had to do this like project. Like it was like an after school thing where you kind of had to like create a city and it was pretty cool. And you had to like create a business, create your own currency. And you had to start it from scratch on how you would do it. And we had to do a business and it was like, we're going to draw logos. And so, there was a Broncos and he's like, dude, draw me the Denver Broncos logo. And I looked at him and I was like, hey man. I've been drawing arrowheads since I was about second grade. That's three years here if you didn't do the math. Now you want me to do a fucking Bronco? Pretty experienced with the old arrowhead. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say business was not successful. So, uh, yeah, that's my story about the Broncos logo. But the family selling it, now it's a question of who's going to buy it. Hopefully it is, and I know we're kind of tying like Peyton Manning and John Elway, like if they could partner together and do it. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I, it's a real possibility. I know that it wasn't it last week, the week before, we were talking about how Peyton Manning refused to take smaller contracts because he knew he wanted his family to eventually buy a team. Maybe I, I guess I didn't hear that. Uh, maybe I was talking to somebody <laughs> off the podcast about it, but uh, they were looking at like you know Tom Brady took breaks on his contracts throughout the years, and it's like Peyton Manning never did it. Eli Manning never did it. They always wanted top dollar. And one of the reasons was because they've always had the vision of someday I'm going to own a team. 
I need to collect my money while I can. And now it's looking like um, Manning and Elway might be part of a group that would take a run at buying the Broncos, which I think would be phenomenal. Do you think Eli would as well? Or is he... Yeah, maybe he gets in on it. He is. He has that like role with the Giants. I don't... It's, he's like the McConaughey of the Giants. Eli Manning is a minister of culture for the New York Giants. Yeah, he's in like any their, term or in any way of like root for the Giants. Like their fan engagement type. He has a title and probably a pretty nice paycheck that he still gets from the Giants. Wow. Which almost feels like a conflict of interest with the Manning cast stuff. Yeah, like, maybe a little bit. But if you own Giants, a team, like, can that continue? They don't have to worry about it because the Giants stink. But Right. But I remember questioning it. I mean, I, you're going to get Eli Manning to do this? Like, I, I like him, but is he really the guy that you want as, like, the face of your, hey, let's all go be fans of the Giants? And I had a lot of Giants fans DMing me or in my mentions. Like, no, he's actually really good. This was before the Manning cast stuff. Huh. I've been proven wrong. I know I gave myself a big pat on the back the other day for not being wrong about much. I was wrong about Eli Manning. He, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's hilarious. He I think he might funny. be funnier, funnier is a word, than Peyton Manning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I feel like Eli always got like the real boring card. I think Peyton's boring, but we just always respected it because he was a better football player. Yeah. But like he's just such a nerd. And like their commercials and stuff that they've done before. I think Peyton does a really good job with scripted comedy. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna read something well and deliver it well. He really he's a funny guy too. But Eli is gonna have almost that like dark sense of humor, dry the wittiness. I just yeah roasted you in front of the whole nation, <laughs> yeah. and it was just one little comment, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I I like both of them. I do. But it would be. I can't even imagine what the price tag would be. I think it, I think it starts at probably a billion dollars, and I, I might be too. off. Yeah, it, it could be more than that. I don't know what they're actually valued at. I think I saw that the Cowboys are valued at like five billion dollars, and they're the most expensive team. So the Denver Broncos got to be probably two billion dollars. I don't know what kind of shape that stadium's in. I don't think it's that old. So. Pat Bowen bought the franchise for $78 million in 1984. <laughs> You're going to turn a insane. nice little profit on that one. Yeah. And I, for some reason, it just won't show me the value. Oh, man. So in their last annual reporting, Forbes, I think they know a lot about money, has the Broncos valued at $3.75 billion. Holy shit. The 10th largest figure in the NFL. At $3.75 billion, they come in at number 10, which is ridiculous. And I know that they're – like we've been very two-sided, I guess, as a country <laughs> and where it's like, oh, I'm either on this side or that side. And a lot of people over the past couple of years have said, I'm done with football. I don't watch the NFL anymore. Let me be the one to break it to you. We haven't missed you. <laughs> okay, Boomer. Yeah, 3.7. So you can probably even bump that up. Like, that's what they're valued at. You can probably get four bill. Well, you're going to have to do the future projections of the business as well with it. And like, mm-hmm. I think that goes in part of selling it. That's probably going to be $5 billion. It's ridiculous. I bet Peyton's like, what Here's the, the thing, though. <laughs> it's a good investment. Yeah. Because in 30 years, we're going to be looking back at this, much like the Bolins. And it's like, you spent... 
couple hundred million. Like now it's worth four billion. That amount of money probably doesn't even fit in this room we're in. No, and the fact that they make I don't even know close to five hundred million a season or whatever. I don't know how much they make a year. That's something that how much do these owners profit a year? Well, I don't know if you watch those progressive commercials. I'm sure you've seen them where it's like don't end up like your parents. Yeah. I love those commercials and I've also fallen into like every single one of those traps before to where I go to a sporting event and I'm like, man, $50 a car. Yes. Think of all the cars that are here. 100. So when I heard that in the commercial, I was like, have I don't think my parents have that conversation, that. but I do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I do that all I the time. I just think that I think like how many uh, paycheck player checks does this pay today? Mm-hmm. Like, is this just a special teams unit? Like Harrison yeah. Butker got paid because of parking. And then you go and you buy a $12 beer and you're like, I enjoy this one, Patrick. Mahomes. Welcome, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> you go to the pro shop. I'm your Kelsey's. boss. I pay your salary. <laughs> I do want. I would love to see how that's all allocated. Like, hey, this is actually what we made Sunday. This is how it's dispersed to the players. <laughs> yeah, but they won't because people will look at it and be like, "Holy shit, you made this much money in one yeah. day!" <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, and they do it every week. And like I said, to the people who have sworn off the NFL. The only thing you've done is made room for other fans. Oh, 100%. And, like, that's the other thing, too, is when we think about this, that's just 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. The rest of the year is, like, you're not getting the parking lot money anymore. You're getting some of the pro shop, you know, jersey sells, right. any events you put on at the stadium for the venue aspect of it. But, like, damn. The more I think about it, the more it's just insane to me. Uh, owning a sports team, almost any of them, You're just printing money. And if you can find your way into the NFL, which is tough, it's only 32 teams for now, Yeah, you you will not take a loss on money. You will not do it. Even the Jaguars are making money. I feel like, oh, yeah. You know, it might be a little bit different in basketball or baseball, but for the most part, you're still making good money. No matter what you buy in at. No one is ever going to be like, oh, man, I'm selling this team because, you know what, just wasn't bringing in the money I wanted. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, I got so much money on my hands now. Like, I'm just going to retire. I don't want to work anymore. How, so, is this, oh, how do they hold this money in a bank? Like, I feel like I have like I have the Commerce app on. It's locked like, in the Federal Reserve. I bank. Ha, ha. I bank. <laughs> have the app on my phone. Uh-huh. See my account through that. Do they just do the same thing, but I, it's just like – 1.6 million. I think you have to separate it into different banks, right? I don't know. You're, you're asking the wrong <laughs> wrong guy. I've never wrong had bitch. enough money for this to be <laughs> yeah. a problem. Usually I didn't know it's the that was a possibility. Problem. Yeah, and the bank will be like, hey, just want to let you know, by the way, you spent more money than you actually have. So when you <laughs> open that app and it's red with that little line next to it, that's not good. We're going to need you to stop spending stop your money. Stop growing that number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like every day I go to Casey's, I buy pizza, and the number goes up. I don't understand. It's, it's like so I'm good. colorblind. I thought I was doing great. <laughs> In the red is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> like red, don't stop spending. <laughs> yeah. That's how I color code my bank account. <laughs> of other little draft notes. Uh, Jamison Williams it makes it official yesterday. The Twitter doctors were correct. He did tear his ACL, uh, which really sucks. It, it does. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I don't know if he's going to declare for the draft. He could. 
Or I also wouldn't be surprised if he returns to Alabama and says, let me prove that I'm healthy in six months and I'm going to get my draft stat- status back. But I I don't know. And honestly, I don't know what the right move is for him. I, he could be a guy that drops out of the first round, and but maybe still if you're a second-round pick, you decide, you know what, that's good enough. Yeah, uh, that's that's enough money. I, I don't care about going back and and honestly, it might put you in. You know, you never really want to say this, but it might put you in a better situation of what team you're on if you do kind of fall to the second round and you get placed with an organization who's better prepared to handle you as a player and not put a huge load on your season as a rookie. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, what you said this was going to be a first round or maybe a top ten pick. Yeah, like the, literally the prior day to the this national championship. Yeah. And so instead of going to a top 10 team here, like the Giants or, you know, the Jets or anything like that, fall to the second round. You go to a Pittsburgh. You go to a Chicago. Indianapolis. I mean, Kansas City would be great. I just didn't want to. I wanted to say other teams besides from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to hold off on talking about the Chiefs until like tomorrow or Friday. I hear you're doing a really good job. I'm just getting kind of worried about that. I do apologize. We do talk about the Chiefs a lot and Texas. (laughs) But it's just so easy and relatable for me because I'm like, oh, I need an example of this happening. Well, it's also our show, so it's like we can talk about it like we want. You know what? I have the microphone. So you listen <laughs> to every damn word I have to say. Uh, we do appreciate all of our listeners. And uh, we appreciate feedback, too. If you're like, hey, maybe shut the fuck up about Texas. No one cares. I'll do my best. Yeah, up until about right now because old Billingsley from Alabama sitting in the transfer portal. Uh-huh. And I saw your tweet. Hey, come to Texas. Makes me wonder, so that's a possibility with Sark being the head coach. Also, the rumors of he's not a very hard worker <laughs> in practice or anything. Right. There's a reason a why he's transferring. Or is that more of just like, a, and he was done with Alabama? Which um, at the same time, why are you done with Alabama if you're winning the SEC yeah. <laughs> and playing the National Championship? I really like him as a player. I don't know him as a person. But Jaleel Billingsley has entered the transfer portal like immediately. He did this last night. Um after Alabama lost in the national championship game, I thought he would probably go ahead and just declare for the draft, but he did announce that he's going to be in the transfer portal. He was the guy that, like, week one didn't get to play, and Nick Saban pretty much just said, yep, he's in the doghouse. If you want to play for Alabama, you still have to work your butt off in practice. And it wasn't. It never really worked his way out of the doghouse. Mm -hmm. So it is interesting, and I do think that Texas is a – landing spot for him that's not just me being like oh i hope this happens he's a good tight end yeah i do think that that getting back together with sark where he had his most successful season uh, with sark as his oc is a real possibility and you know, there's some other guys that have even come over from alabama as well that are on that coaching staff now so i do think that texas is a really good possibility it, name image likeness deals too could happen yeah. Uh, but I do. I don't know how excited I am about it. I think you're still trying to probably change the culture there in Texas. And bringing in a guy who doesn't want to practice is maybe not the best bet. But also bringing in a guy that can help you win games, probably need to do. Yep. And uh, guys actually have until Monday to declare for the NFL draft. Uh, I know last year they extended it and gave people an extra little bit of time. And with the COVID-2020 rule... You can also look at it. Um, some seniors actually have to declare. I think all seniors actually. 
uh, you have to make it known that, uh, yes, I am declaring for the draft. So even I saw Aiden Hutchinson mm-hmm. uh, recently declared for the draft, even though he's a senior. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, you have to this year. Uh, because there are so many different guys that you could technically probably get an extra year of eligibility. <laughs> yeah, you have to do the official, I'm leaving, instead of like, eh, I'm not really sure, just kidding, coming back. Kind yeah. of transition this back to the photo quick because it just came in, notification from Bleach Report. Wentz's money is not an issue for Indianapolis. Colts QB's $50 million dead cap hit is not a primary motivator regarding to his future with the team. Source, The Athletic. Uh, he gone. Yeah, I think the money is still going to be an issue. It's 15 mil. That's parking lot money. 15? Okay, I thought you said 50. No, 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 no. 1-5. I won't pretend to know anything about the salary cap or contract. I don't either, but I feel like $15 million in terms of quarterbacks, not that expensive anymore. That's a, that's a primary that's receiver. Cutting? That's a primary tight end. You get rid of that, what's up, Russell Wilson? I'm saying Russell Wilson every fucking team, apparently. <laughs> I do three. I honestly, I do think the three teams could possibly be New York due to the media. New Orleans, it's a great fit with Sean Payton, and they have weapons. A fantastic offensive line, solid defense. Indianapolis, you can go win that division and compete in the playoffs. And you have another solid defense and offensive line. Who is the third team? Indianapolis. The Giants, the Saints, and the Colts. Okay, I missed the Saints. For Russell yeah. Wilson. Um, probably so. The tricky part is going to be two of them are in the NFC. Yeah. And the Giant and the Seahawks say they don't want to trade him. Again, we talked about that the other day. Sometimes you just have to. When a, when a player forces himself out, sometimes you have to. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk a little bit of basketball today, though, because it's happening. It's after Christmas. <laughs> we said we were going to talk about it. And I'm also very excited. You and I are going to Memphis on Friday to watch the, Rap- uh, the, the Raptors, the Grizzlies play. Yes, sir. Who are on a 10-game heater. John Morant looking like an MVP candidate. I will be honest with you. I wasn't fully aware they were playing so well. When I bought the tickets. <laughs> uh, me either. We just saw the price of tickets on that random yeah. conversation and said, seven bucks, booyah. Memphis, not too far away. We don't have good basketball teams around here. So it's either uh-uh. you go to Memphis, which is about five hours away from us, or you go to Oklahoma City. And I didn't want to see those guys play. So we're going to watch Luca and the Mavs in Memphis. Dallas, sneaky close to us, actually. Yeah. It's about five hours away, too. Well, when we originally were planning this, I thought we were going to Dallas. And you were like, no, we're going to Memphis. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) Still cool. Still excited. Yeah. Uh, Excited to be on Beale Street. Yep. Where also I'm an idiot because I haven't been to a basketball game. I've only been to one pro game my entire life. And I think I was in like seventh grade. Mm -hmm. We went to Memphis and they played in the Pyramid. Which, if you've ever been through Memphis, you've probably seen it. They played in the Pyramid? It used to be a basketball arena. That's actually now cool. it's a Bass Pro, Pro. <laughs> <laughs> which but is actually still cool. It did and used to be a basketball. If you want to take the elevator to the top, Bass Pro says hundred dollars. I said, read between the lines. I'm going to go look at your camo section and then walk out of here. Elevator to the top, yeah, cost a hundred dollars. It's not that tall of a building. It's not. Hey, one world trade is not the Empire State Building. Dog, that's what they told me, and I said, never mind. A hundred dollars? That's I was not stupid. happy. It was stupid. Like it, it's cheaper to go to the top of one world trade. 
You got to pay to go to the top of One World Trade? Yeah. Why? How it's a fucking that? elevator. No, they have an, uh, an observation deck. Do the Still. Whole like, thing. Just, it's worth it. I think it's like The things we charge people for is just so fucking dumb. That's my <laughs> rant. It's just like, what? Uh, we can make money off of this. No, sometimes it's okay to not make money. Just let yeah. people look at shit. It's uh-huh. fine. Right. If a homeless person in New York says, do you know what? I want to go look at the city. Take the elevator up, bub. Enjoy the view. Just don't jump. Well, you're in an enclosed it, Even better. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy the view. Why is it a perk to go look at the fucking... I don't... So dumb. You knew that you had to pay to go to the top of the Memphis Pyramid, but... I did not. No, I, about... it was a surprise when I went in there. There uh-huh. was a line, and they're like, oh, you got to stand in line to get tickets. I thought the same thing when I had to go to the top of the fucking arch in st louis i was like you guys got to pay for this and i got to squeeze my tall ass in this little cue bubble uh-huh. and then ride up at an angle and then just sit here and go that's st louis that's the baseball field at least if you're doing it in one world trade it's a cool view if you don't it know i've never been to new york in memphis or you're doing it in st louis you deserve to get charged because you're an idiot with all due respect. <laughs> and I agree with that. Luckily, I didn't pay for any of them. St. Louis was like a, a school trip. So if you're like, in the top of FFA. the arch, you are literally in the only thing worth looking at. Yes. <laughs> it w- And, like, to look over, they have, like, these seats that, like, protect you from, like, not leaning against the glass in case it breaks. Like, one, that's terrifying. And, two, you can feel the fucker rock. Uh-huh. How do you feel about paying to get into national parks? Like Yellowstone. I, have you I been, thought that was really dumb. Have you been to that part of the country? Yellowstone. Is Montana, Wyoming, Jackson Hole, Glacier uh, area? Yeah, if you take one gander at my laptop, <laughs> you're going to see about every sticker of those states. Literally. I'm just reading stickers. You have one for Montana. Yeah. Top left corner for me. Yes, Top sir. right corner, Yellowstone. Cool. Let's go bottom right, Glacier National Park. Did you actually didn't even get to go to that one. Bottom left, Jackson Hole. <laughs> hey. I have been on a vacation. <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, one world trade, worth it. Going up and seeing New York from that view, seeing the Empire State Building. Well, like, right I, across. New, one world trade, I feel like I've seen a video or TikTok of it. It's where like, they show you like a video of what New York used to look like yep. as you're going. So I do think that's actually kind of cool. Yep. It, it is cool. And it is like the entire inside of the elevator is a screen. So you're pretty you're watching like a short documentary over Manhattan as you go up. And it I mean it starts as like a blank field and they're just like, "Oh, here's grass." And then it just starts to go more and more and then it goes it just starts going up. And then the like by the time you reach tall. the top it's like this is the view now. Uh-huh. And then you I mean the elevator's open, you walk around and then just that whole floor is glass windows and you can see everywhere. That's actually kind Same of cool. with the it used to be called the Sears Tower. I think it's like the Willis yeah. Tower now in, in Chicago. Chicago. Very worth it. Did so that I've one done that. Night. I thought that was awesome. Yep. And even one of the, like the guys that works up there, he's like, look at this light. And he's like pointing and describing it. And he's like, do you see it? And I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking light. Like, what am I looking at here, dude? He's like, that's Indiana, actually. Like, you can see all the way into Indiana. I'm like, oh, okay, well. That's a little cool. Maybe like lead in with that. Like, hey, you want to see Indiana? Not, hey, look at this light off in the distance. <laughs> but it was cool. That one was worth it as well. Yeah, I've never been in the arch, and I I won't go in the arch. 
I mean, it, it was cool, but like you're literally just looking at downtown St. Louis and then the river. Like, <laughs> yes, and that's not even me being like so anti St. Louis. That's just like, what are we doing here? And no, I agree with it. The Willis Tower was dope. I went up when I went up there. It was a thunderstorm, and right as I walked off the like platform that hangs on the outside of the building, so you can look down. One terrifying experience, but two super cool. There was like a thunder and then lightning strike. And it lit up the whole floor, and you got girls that are just super up and like, oh, my God, and they run to the wall. I might have went with them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when I went, but it was more of like a, whoa, like that's different. Like hearing thunder up in the sky is a little bit different than on the ground. The especially Sears when the Tower whole building rattles like It was that. the first time I'd been up that high in like a building. Mm-hmm. And I was with my girlfriend at the time, and we we're walking around. Like we're, we're just looking at different parts of the city. And then we kind of come back together, and it's like, hey, I'm – I'm kind of dizzy. I'm kind of lightheaded. And one of the guys, again, working there, I think it was the same guy who was like, oh, look at Indiana. <laughs> was like, well, the building actually sways, so it will make people feel like they're a little bit lightheaded or nauseous. But you are actually swaying in the wind. The buildings are built to be flexible so that if there's a strong wind, it doesn't just collapse over. And I'm like, I could have went my whole life without being told that. Yeah, like, or maybe same. tell me when I'm down. Not when I'm up here and I'm feeling like my body go back and forth. I'm like, oh, I'm lightheaded. It, it is weird. And I don't know how you just like build a building and go, we're going to make this one a little bit flexible. Yeah. We're going to rock Let's a keep little bit space in here for the joints. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they do. But that was talking buildings when we should have been talking basketball. It will be exciting to be in Memphis <laughs> for a basketball game. I was sitting there wondering just like for five minutes, how did we get on this topic? We're Memphis. We're going it's to a random ass Wednesday, right? Yes, Wednesday yeah. uh, here on Mike Up. Let's Wacky mention Wednesday. some of our great sponsors, though. Uh, Miners and Monroe. Go visit them for ten percent off. Use the code Mike Up ten. But you can find them online at minersandmonroe.com. And shipping and handling prices are super low. Uh, I know that if you hit a certain mark, you're not charged shipping and handling, which is great. Uh, I know I had a buddy of ours recently could not believe like oh if it all fits in this box they ship it to you and it's free you don't have to pay for it so check them out at minersinmonroe.com yeah next up is going to be gunspot be sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs including accessories for your guns that you purchase the best thing about gunspot no reserved auctions every single week you can get a great gun cool accessories for very minimal pricing and at the very end when you check out there's no hidden fees no convenience fees or anything like that you just pay the purchase price and the tax that's included so that's the awesome thing about gunspot again it's not a matter if it's a matter of when danger could arise Oh, you dog. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family. You can do that with Gunspot.com. Mello's got all the jokes today. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Now let's turn it over to our guy, Big Country, because all year you've been doing uh, these power rankings. Mm -hmm. And, well, for the most part, you took a little vacation. Two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to look back at yourself reflecting and kind of just the ebb and flow of the season. I, I think that if everybody went back and kind of tracked it and did their own, they would realize, oh, I was really high on this team. I was really low on that team. Shouldn't have done this. Should have had this different. Yep. Um, so I did just want to kind of look at it and also mention who you guys or who you have as your top team this week. Uh, for this week, it was the Green Bay Packers. So my top five rounded out for week 18 goes to the Green Bay Packers, the Tennessee Titans at two. Kansas City Chiefs at three, 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers at four, and Los Angeles Rhymes at five. That's where I have them. Yeah. I still the feel Packers like I have the Rams a little too high, to be honest. But you they think did the Rams lose, are too so high? I feel like, yeah. I was thinking about the playoff teams the other day and like teams that are still like trying to narrow down. I know a couple of weeks ago we did the uh, teams that I thought could win a Super Bowl. And then just trying to narrow that down to the teams that are actually in the playoffs now. Mm-hmm. I still think the Rams are a team that is dangerous in the NFL playoffs because I think they could beat anyone once. Yep. You know, like the Bengals, yeah, they could be anyone once as well, too. But I, I think the Rams are kind of a sneaky, scary team because they could go on a little bit of a run. You know, if Stafford is clicking, it's going to look really good, and they're going to be hard to beat. But, I mean, it really it kind of all depends on him. Well, if he's throwing a couple definitely. interceptions, you're probably not going to win, not in the playoffs. And that's the thing that just continues to kill me. That's why they lost San Francisco, throws an interception. Yep. You have in I mean I almost said Antonio Brown, you have Odell Beckham Jr. deep down the right side, you just you know, throw that ball and continue to lead him and let him run underneath it, you're probably winning that football game. And it's like that's been the difference for the Rams and Matthew Stafford like the last five or six weeks as he's just kind of falling off and making poor decisions or just not getting the ball where he needs to or wants it to be. So the Rams you you have them finishing the year at number five. Where yep. did you have them to begin? Three. The year. So a little bit of a dip, but, I mean, it's right yep. there. Very similar. Your next team, number four here, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, again, duh, uh, they can make a Super Bowl run. Yep. They have and Tom the, Brady. And at the beginning of the season, I actually had them number one. Mm-hmm. So Defending champ, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one thing that's also kind of scary about Tampa Bay is that we're almost sleeping on them. Like we did last year of like, oh, well, the Saints kick their ass twice in the season. And they're not that good. They barely beat uh, this team. Like, I don't remember who it was. I was talking to this about with someone last night. And I, I don't want to say I'm overlooking Tampa, but I'm not as worried about them this year. Because last season going into the playoffs, they had Antonio Brown clicking. They had the offense clicking. They had found the running game. They had found Ronald Jones in terms of you know being able to be a pass-catching running back that was at least good enough to kind of keep the offense rolling. Now it's like they don't necessarily have that. So you're missing a part of that offense, right. like in Antonio Brown, where you're not worried about a third receiver being Well, and a Chris Godwin out as well. So really, exactly. you're down to Mike Evans. Just, and as a defense, on like an opposing defense here in the playoffs, you can handle that. You can manage mm-hmm. just him being a threat deep down the field and then Leonard Fournette not beating you on the ground. Yeah. So and they the, did activate him from – the COVID list. Yep. So they'll get him back. I think that was as to be expected. I am still scared of Tampa Bay, but I will forever be because even when I'm an old man, I'm going to be the guy that's like, yeah, yeah, you don't bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> and that's what I'll tell my children eventually who probably, they already know who Tom Brady is, but yeah. like out of the very select few players, they actually know they're like, Oh yeah, Tom Brady's the man. There might be the only children under 10 years old that actually like Tom Brady in the state of Missouri. Yeah. To everyone else, he is the villain. He's the bad guy. He knocks the Chiefs out of the playoffs. <laughs> Beats him in the kids. Super Bowl. They're like, yeah, fucking love the Chiefs. That Tom Brady's pretty good, too. He's the good. <laughs> <laughs> Number three uh, is the Kansas City Chiefs. You have them there. Where did you have them to start the season? To start the season, I had the Chiefs at number two. So they're finishing about right where I thought they would. I did have 
Tennessee, like I mentioned, the Titans at two just because they won the AFC. Mm-hmm. They got the number one seed, but it's more of just like I didn't feel comfortable doing it. But at the same time, I don't want to – I'm sitting in a spot right now like as a Chiefs fan and just kind of like paying attention to the NFL this season. I just don't want to overlook anybody and like be surprised that they won in the playoffs. And I think projecting too. Yeah. Them getting Derrick Henry back is Exactly. Huge. And Julio Jones not battling the hamstring injury. He got he finished that last game without dealing with it. You saw the deep shot from Tannehill that they just barely missed on. And it's like if you can throw that into the offense and it be a factor and you watch this Chiefs defense or you watch this Buffalo Bills defense, they give up the deep shot at times. And if Tennessee can hit that after running or pounding the rock with Derrick Henry or Devontae Foreman at this point, it's something to worry about, especially this time of the season. Yeah. And the Bills, I mean, you have them at number six, but we've seen them lose games, like you said, because of the deep shot. Mm-hmm. We've also seen the Patriots just run the ball down their throat. Yeah. Which now, could be a get, possibility. You know, Tennessee in there, <laughs> that's why Tennessee always scares me. I know I say it all the time on here, but they always do because Derrick Henry in the playoffs is different. It literally built different. Seriously. And, and the other thing, like when you looked at him in previous seasons going into the playoffs, like especially the AFC Championship game against Kansas City, we were there in an arrowhead. I cried during the game <laughs> once I realized Kansas City won was actually going to the Super Bowl. It was like Derrick Henry, those shots started to hurt in the second half. Like the, the, the weather affected, I believe, him in the second half. Now that you have Foreman who can also run the ball and you can split those carries in these games, that's what really worries me. You now have two running backs who can be effective on the ground. I saw a TikTok yesterday, and it was a Georgia fan. And he's in the stadium, and he's bawling his eyes out. Like, he can't even stand up. His face is just buried into his arm. He's bent over on the chair in front of him. And it's his wife or, like, his mom recording him. And I was like, you know, he didn't even cry when his children were born. (laughs) And the caption on it is, like, didn't cry when our children were born. Didn't cry on our wedding day bawling his eyes out for a Georgia football win. Like, yeah, that's that's what sports will do that's to what us. what brings him happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Titans that we've been talking about, though, where did you have them to begin the year? Because I don't think a lot of people had them very high to begin the year, but now as we look at it, they are the, the one seed in the AFC. So I actually had them at 19 to start the year. I projected a lot of other teams to kind of get things clicking, and looking at the top ten that I had at week one, at four, I had the Seattle Seahawks. Why don't you give me your top uh, five from week one? From week one, so Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one, Kansas City Chiefs at two, the Rams at three, the Seahawks at four, and the Bills at five. Yeah. So I'd say your your biggest miss, which would have been a lot of people's, mine included, yep. is definitely the Seahawks. I don't think many people predicted that falling yep. apart. And like even – and even with me thinking, you know, the Steelers would have like an off year and be in the top 10 of the draft picking or even top five, there was still a part of me that was like, well, it is Mike Tomlin. We'll see. I had them starting the year at seven. The Steelers at seven? Mm-hmm. I had the Steelers at seven and the Saints at eight. Yeah. And Betting I do wonder how coaches. that season would have gone exactly. It's because you listen to me too much. Well, it is. You did play a huge factor, actually, in these week one rankings. I love <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Sean Payton. Love the shit out of those guys. <laughs> what Did I rank them two and three in the my little coach's power ranking that we did? Uh, that was not even planned, so I don't have a list of it. It was just I was going to say, talking. I don't think we even built the graphic for it. But, but yeah, no, I, I, think, I so. think I put Belichick first. 
I hope I did. I know I did. But I think I put Tomlin and Sean Payton 2 3. Yep. And which, then you went Andy Reid. Yeah. It's honestly like they're tied. Who did you tell me five? Was it LaFleur? Suck it, LaFleur. No, it wasn't him. <laughs> I don't remember now. It wasn't McVeigh and it wasn't Shanahan. Mm-mm. Because I can remember us talking about it like, I don't have those guys in there. Uh, Kingsbury. Yeah, you know I love him. It's probably like McDermott with the Bills. It was no, it was Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh with the Ravens. Yep, I like him a lot too. Which it's is crazy, crazy that he was almost fired two years ago, and then it's just like <laughs> actually, yeah. Not or a the bad fact guy. that I'm like, ah, Jim Harbaugh. Like, well, when's he going to get fired? But John Harbaugh, I'm like, can you believe they almost fired him? Yep. I love him. We it's, got a Brooks here in the DMs. He thought the Colts were going to be good. You're right, I did, but I also put them at 18, so I didn't put. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Who are some teams? Do you have anybody super low other than the Titans that were actually? Uh, the Bengals. I had them at 24. I thought it would take another year. I was also still pissed that they took Chase instead of trying to protect Burrow because that's when that image had come out of him sitting in the chair, and you can see that giant scar oh, on yeah. his knee, and it was just like you idiots. Um. I was pretty much right uh, on the ending with the Jaguars, Jets, Texans, and Lions, and Giants, Falcons being at the bottom of the league. Uh, the Eagles I had at 20. The Raiders I had about 15 sitting in the middle of the league. Um, the 49ers, I had them at 11. I had them ending the year at 13 in my you know final power rankings. So there's the thing that I was wrong on. I didn't think Jimmy Garoppolo would start all year. I didn't, yeah. But I, I mean, mean, we were – like going through their schedule and looking for okay, this is when Trey Lance is going to start. Now they're in the playoffs, and, and it's not. I kind of got to give Shanahan credit for it, and I kind of dogged on him a couple weeks ago on like you know you're the reason for the confusion here on where the team's at and where they're heading. He did tell us from the beginning of the year like this is Jimmy Garoppolo's season, right? And like he's not going to play Trey Lance, and like everyone just tried to read into it like yeah sure whatever you traded up for this kid you gave up other picks like whatever it's you're almost lying like to it's. Us. If he says something that's definitive, believe him. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't, then it would just be like, eh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, but he's going to tell you what he's thinking. And if not, he'll just sit on it and be like, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> like, like with the draft stuff. Well, I'm not telling you who we're drafting. And he meant it. <laughs> uh, but he did. He said it was going to be uh, Jimmy G all year, and it has been. Yep. I also I think Jimmy G is still a bad quarterback. I don't know where I'm at with him. I think he's just like a – he's a better Kirk Cousins. I would put him right there in that tier. Yeah. And I might be the biggest Kirk Cousins supporter that I know. I actually think he's pretty decent. Not good. <laughs> pretty decent. I don't know where I fit in with him or think of him because I don't watch enough Vikings games closely to see Kirk Cousins. It's more of just like mm-hmm. did they win or lose this week. And yeah. then you get the clip house. But I don't feel like Kirk Cousins is a main factor of a win or loss for that team. And that's kind of why we were talking about it yesterday at lunch, actually. Like, man, that Vikings job, would you really want it? Because mm-hmm. uh, you probably do have Kirk Cousins for another year. But you have Dalvin Cook. You have Justin Jefferson. Uh, you've got some pieces on that defense that are pretty good. Yeah. but Well, they uh, also kind of dealt with some injuries themselves on that defense. Mm-hmm. Like, is it Daniel Hunter? Like, he goes down early with an injury. So I don't think, I think you missed him a huge chunk of the season. Unless I'm still thinking of last season, which I really hope I'm not because, oops. But, like, still, the Vikings, their defense is a little older. They're in the process of rebuilding. Now, the offensive line just needs a tad bit more attention. And you get yourself a tight end, and I think you're all right. Because, like, Adam Thielen, like, we just completely overlooked him in that whole point. 
You do still a factor. So you're going to be a free agent? Uh, You know, I don't know if he is or not, but I'll just throw this out there. I wouldn't be surprised if after this season, Adam Thielen says, I want to go to a contender. I would thank you, Minnesota. At all. Yep. Really appreciate it. Almost like what we saw with Matt Stafford last year. Like I really liked my time here, but I want to go to a team that's going to win now, not a team that's going through a rebuilding process again. He's again, 31, yeah. so uh, he's kind of getting up there, especially when you consider the fact he's a skilled position and not a quarterback. Where would he go, though? He is not going to be a free agent. Not even close. Uh, he has three <laughs> years left on his deal uh, that he just recently re-signed. But I, I still wouldn't be surprised if somebody were like, hey, we'll take him on. He wants to be a free yeah. agent. He wants to go play for a contender. I think it will eventually happen. If he can I think this offseason is going to be crazy in terms of like head coaching hires, GM hires, and then just – People are figuring being out. Moved on from. Yep, they're figuring out how to move on from these big contracts. I, yes. We saw it a little bit last year. I hope we see it a lot this year. One team in particular that we root for, I feel like there's going to be a lot of turnover. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. I am kind of as well. <laughs> like, you look around and see the other young talent that's out there. That's mm-hmm. like they might be moving on. Huh. Right. Couple names that could be available at certain positions. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that the Chiefs have done a really good job, and other teams do too. Is they'll go and they'll find that guy in free agency that's like, okay, we're going to let this veteran go, mm-hmm. but we're going to bring in this guy on kind of like almost a prove it deal, like where we think he could be pretty good. He's kind of got a chip on his shoulder, and then it hits. But eventually, you become that veteran that's going to get cut loose. Yeah, like let's say let's just take with the Chiefs for a fine example, Honey Badger. Yeah. You move on from that contract. Appreciate your time here, what you did. Go win a ring, and and on a high note, of course. <laughs> yeah. Please. And then, let's say he goes to another contender. For some reason, I just think Cincinnati. Like him and Jesse Bates. Like you, you let Honey Badger go teach him how to be a leader and how to lead that defense yeah. and be a focal point up there in Cincinnati. I think that would be a good fit for him. Or New Orleans. Like just yeah. going back home going back to Louisiana. Home. Yep. But even with the – the Bengals, at first, I'm like, Ugh, he won't want to go to Cincinnati. But he is such an LSU guy that he might look at it as, you got Joe Burrow, you got Jamar Chase, like, yeah. I'll join that party. Sure. Yeah. Now let me convince you know other guys to come join me, too. Leonard Fournette, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the Bengals, too. I know I've given you shit for Yeah. You you like them more than I do. I first, I find myself just like liking other AFC teams. I like, like the Chargers. It is hard for me to, like... <laughs> Hate the Chargers when they play the Chiefs, easy. But like even Philip Rivers, I I've always loved that dude. I've always loved their uniforms. Like Danny Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, mm-hmm. loved those guys growing up. Yep. It's awesome. Uh, Philip Rivers was one of my first draft hits. Ooh, I was a kid. I was going to say thirteen year old. The internet was barely around, uh, so no, you can't find it anywhere. But I loved Philip Rivers coming out in that draft. And everybody was talking about Eli and even Ben Roethlisberger. And I can remember when uh, Philip Rivers was talked about as like a third-round quarterback. I'm like, are you kidding me? Third round? Like, he's <laughs> the best quarterback in this draft class. And, you know, you could even ask Matt, the draft scout. 
about it. I mean, I was like pounding the table for Philip Rivers is good. And then you would hear even guys like Mel Kuyper be like, no, he throws the ball at this weird angle. And as a child, I'm like, I don't care how he throws the ball. Look at where it goes. (laughs) He's getting the ball there, uh, which is not always true. Uh, But I'm pounding the table for Philip Rivers. And then he goes and lights it up at the Senior Bowl. He was like the first guy that I can remember going to the Senior Bowl and it drastically changing his draft status to where I, he got drafted like fourth overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, skyrocketed that whole week. And I'm like, yep, told you. I told you. <laughs> so you were aware of the senior bowl as a kid? That was like the first one that I can remember because oh, of wow. Philip Rivers. Shit, I can cool. remember watching it before Philip Rivers when I was young, uh, just because it was like that last chance to see college players play. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because they used to, and they still kind of do. But players would go to the Senior Bowl, and they would bring helmet decals with them. And so you're watching the game, and you're like, I don't even know who this is, because they would have so many different helmet decals on their helmet. That would like, be cool. Even before, you would see like a guy who went to OU, and he would like trade helmet stickers with a guy from Texas, and he'd flip the horns upside down on his helmet. And even though I hated it, it's like, that was really creative. Like, yeah. you, you, you did a good job there. <laughs> but, you know, like they did the Jalen Hurts thing where it was like half Alabama, half Oklahoma. Like every player used to do that. Have that would be a nice little, like, let's add a little spice to this, you know. <laughs> like I think that would be really cool. Because yeah. you guys were telling me about it last year, and I, I had no idea what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's say you get a Florida State player. That would be a cool logo to see on a random helmet. Yeah, or even like the the actual little helmet stickers that they use, uh, like the tomahawk for Florida State. You would see mm-hmm. guys like an Ohio State player with that on yep. his helmet. It's like, okay, that's kind of cool. To and see. like then to keep the helmet after that, and you know, as a player, and you got a helmet with all the it was decals. the original jersey swap. Yeah, it was the helmet decal? Like, yeah, I'll wear your team's logo for the Senior Bowl. So I've been aware of the Senior Bowl for a very long time, but I really started following it. With Philip Rivers, what was that? Two thousand four. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be really cool if teams were like, "Yo, we just beat this team," and you put that team's like sticker on the back of your helmet and you put like an X on it. I think I've seen that before too. I think that actually would be really cool. Where rival teams used to do yeah. that, and then like they would X out, like Ohio State and Michigan would do it. Like that'd be pretty. Like Michigan, yeah. just the little Buckeye emblem that they have on there, and just put an X through it. Like, yeah. oh, you want to X out or am? We're going to X out you, effers. <laughs> no, I X'd you out first. <laughs> yeah. I am also very excited about the Senior Bowl. Uh, we'll be traveling to that as well, too. That's at the end of January this week. And if you're going to be in Mobile, a big country, and I will, too, we're also going to have a little stick-to-football reunion uh, that Wednesday. I don't know the date off the top of my head, but we usually spend a lot of time at Draft Picks Tap Room. Oh, yeah. Uh, where you could probably run into a slide into the DMs. I uh, know I was talking to a guy the other day about, like, hey, where, where are you going to be? What are you guys doing? And if I like you, I will tell you where and probably when. But also, we'll be at every practice. Everyone. Also, don't be that guy that just stares at me because I'll think you want to fight me. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised that people have actually done that before. <laughs> like, right? we joke, it's happened. <laughs> I got to keep my guard up now. I'd be like, Melo, what's up with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know him? Do we like him? Do we hate him? And I'm like, I don't know. He's a stranger. Hey, and then they uh, come up and say hi, and it's like, this is the nicest guy in the world, actually. I can also tell you right now, 
I am not standing or sitting there watching bags and missing the opportunity to go meet like a Najee Harris type of player. Yeah, I don't know why you're not you did doing that. that this year. Because I didn't want anyone stealing the bags. You talk about people staring. Everyone was looking at all the equipment we had sitting there. Mm-hmm. We had like four laptops just sitting on the benches. And you I guys just wanted like, it to be known. No one told you to stay there. I felt like it was kind of. You were like. I was literally asked. I was literally asked, like, can you keep an eye on my bag? And I was like, yes. Not by me. And then the other two went. Fuck that bag. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get a new one. I'm going to go talk to Najee Harris. (laughs) I wanted to. It's all cool, though. It's all right. Good roster this year, too. Uh, Let's get to our great sponsors, though. They're good as well. Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin. Mo, best happy hour in the world. Two for one drink specials. $2 draft pours from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Absolutely. Next up, Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that, so be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil changed, your tire service, or your car updated and looked at. Just give it a little overview. Make sure you get that taken care of right here at Downtown Lube in Joplin, Missouri. I almost missed the button on that one. This show gets longer and longer. I just looked at the time. I was As like, it's go. been an hour. It's been an hour. We thank you for joining us. If you want a shorter show, tell us. If you like the longer shows that we've been doing, let us know. We need some feedback on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Hate it or love it. I just need the feedback to know, like, hey, idiots, stop talking about buildings for 15 minutes and just get to the sports. Yeah. And then we will, or at least we'll try. But we are going to play Would You Rather uh, today with some awesome Would You Rather questions. Let's get started with this one. Would you rather let someone see your text messages or your search history? I haven't looked at any of these until about right now because I wanted like a true, genuine reaction to it. I really don't know. (laughs) That's a tough one. It would probably be text because like my search history is not anything crazy. It's more of like a misspelling of carousel. Or of, like, mm-hmm. Philip Rivers' name. That's in your search history? Not Philip Rivers' name, <laughs> but, like, like when he was drafted or just – it's just random stuff. Or yeah. Like what, what movies are playing this weekend? But like, if I – Where should I go eat at? Like, If I had access to your search history, Philip Rivers might show up in there? Yeah. I'll have some weird random Like, ones. if I tweet out a player's name, I will search their name first to make sure I spell it right. And the one oh, time I, I didn't one. was, like – Daryl Williams a couple weeks ago, and someone was like, who's Daryl? I'm like, F off, Adam. Like, <laughs> I put an extra L. The Adam that I know? Yes, Mr. <laughs> Wagner. He's very aware. Uh, I love He's that guy. He's such a troll. I love him too, but like, <laughs> brother. I had to call him out on it. I was like, bro, you <laughs> troll all the time. Like, I only see your tweets when you're trolling people. And he's like, I don't troll. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> brother. So the other night I got, I got to go five positive tweets in a row, and then I started seeing other positive tweets, and I'm like, I like this version. <laughs> yeah, he will. You're so nice. He will question everybody on everything. Yes, doesn't matter. <laughs> I even saw one that was like, "What would you do uh, if your son was doing this?" And it was like an obnoxious kid. He was like, "Cut their hands off." <laughs> yeah i should find the tweet because that's probably not Uh, at all how it went down (laughs) but but anyway for me it would be like i guess i would just let someone see my tech because my it's mainly just like my search history is going to be boring aside from like one website that like i feel like everyone else is also visiting it's all of the search history 
Yeah, that's fine. Full access to the search history. Nothing. Nothing crazy. Uh, so there's a lot of crazy stuff in my search history. I'm, I'm just sure. not ashamed of it. You've made the comment before of like, if my phone just randomly explodes, I would be like, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a single guy. <laughs> I partake in certain activities. I don't care who knows it. I think it's a normal, yeah, it very much is. thing. Are you going to find some stuff that you're probably not prepared for? Yeah, I've stumbled across some things and I've opened it. But my text, like, no, I I hate it when people read my text. It I've could never be a understood simple text, that. and I just don't like it. Or if you know, I'm texting something to someone, and I feel someone reading it, like over my shoulder. Even if it's just a little simple, like, hey, how are you doing to someone? I hate it when people read my text. So I'm saying search history all day long. Like, the person seeing my search history is going to get embarrassed before I will. <laughs> I think we just both reveal our search history online. Like, or, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> online or like, like right now? Take a screenshot. And just you just like, confused me with the statement that you made. I mean, okay. <laughs> take a screenshot of uh, – that's what people should send us. Screenshot. Add us on Twitter. <laughs> screenshot of your search history. I bet people are going to look at their search history right now like, oof, <laughs> never mind. I bet no one will do it. No, absolutely not. Kudos to the people who are brave enough, though. Yeah. I am going – no balls. I'm going search history, though. I don't – the text message thing bothers me. When I was teaching, like uh, I probably shouldn't have been texting in my classroom. Whatever. I did it. I'm done now, so you can't fire me. I would have students be like, hey, what you doing? And then trying to read my phone. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> why would you do that? That's so rude. Or even my own daughters. I'll be like, hey, stop. Like, why are you texting my mom? Like, shut the fuck up. It's because you're in trouble. <laughs> but I, I don't. I can't do it with the, the, the text history. Um, next one. Would you rather go to the past or go to the future? Like, in terms of, like, your, for yourself or just to see how the world is or to, like, see a certain event? I'm going to leave that open to interpretation. Well, I mean, let's say the past, right? Let's, let's say you want to go to an old Super Bowl. It's back to the future. Yeah. You have a DeLorean. Ramp it up to 88 miles per hour. Are you going to the past or are you going to the future? I think I would go to the future to see the past. If that makes sense. So, like, it's 2022. <laughs> you really threw me I would a go to like, I get it. <laughs> I would go to 2050 to see what the last 30 years were like. Uh-huh. In terms of what we discussed yesterday, sports betting, I would come back to today and make all the money for the next 30 years. Okay. That's an interesting spin on it. Yeah. I would go back in time. I would like to see the future or the, the past. I would also do the back to the future thing and bet. Yeah. Like sports betting would be like the first thing I did. Like I feel like I would want to go to the future to see the past and be like, this is what I should have done. Like let's say all of a sudden – Apple just falls apart, and there's this new thing called orange. I'm going to figure out when orange becomes a thing and invest all my money into it. And But then I might be the reason why orange never becomes successful because they're like, shit, we're starting off hot. Yeah. So who knows? I it's might some fuck company named up. Banana that's taking <laughs> off now. <laughs> it, it could be. I, I just – I'm fascinated with the past, though. Yeah, I just – I feel like the past is – you have to put yourself in the right situation because, like, I, let's say I want to go you to the have past to know and where see who been, shot see JFK. So it's like, <laughs> you dog. <don't. laughs> 
that was good. <laughs> but it's like, let's say you want to go back to the past and see who shot JFK or figure that out or whatnot. Uh-huh. You have to put yourself in the right spot, or otherwise you're just now in the crowd watching it firsthand, and you're like, I actually have no idea where that came from. Ooh, what if you go back to the past, and you're like, yep, I'm going to put myself on the grassy knoll. I want to see the second shooter, and then they blame you. Is it official that there was two shooters? No, it's not official. Depend, like The official report is no. There are a lot of people who are probably listening to this and be like, yes, there is. <laughs> there are definitely two shooters. Yes, you can believe that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I came across that clip of like – I think it was a year or two ago Like when I just moved to Joplin. And it was like the live clip of him riding in the vehicle, and I don't think I had processed. Like I'm about to watch this dude's head get blown off. And so I'm like, oh, that's JFK. And I was like, uh, there goes JFK. You saw the Zapruder film for the first time like two years ago? In color, yeah. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know there was an actual video of it. Really? Yeah, I didn't think that's <laughs> something they would be like, hey, let's watch our like nation's leader just uh-huh. no longer be I alive. I could be wrong. I think it's like the most popular video of all time. Oh, shit. Like, or like the most viewed video ever? That would make sense. Because when I watched it, I'm not saying I, like, I'm like I'm the reason of it. It's like I watched it probably 100 times trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because there's like, hey, you can see the driver – reach behind him or look back or, you know, the passenger does this or that. Yep. Like, that's why Jackie goes out, tries to go out the back is like, she's trying to escape uh-huh. them. And it's just like, yeah, you can't tell in this little clip, but if that's real, like, holy shit. Yeah. We, uh, went a couple of years ago, went to Dallas and did the like tour of the school book depository that the shooter was in. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Is it official? That's where the shooter was at though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have it set up like, like it was that day, which I don't know how accurate like that part mm-hmm. was. But it's cool to go up there and be like, oh, wow, that's the view. And there's a big X on the street of where JFK was when he was shot. It's like that's the angle that the shooter had. That's what he took. It was worth the money. Is it a pretty straightforward, <laughs> is it a pretty straightforward angle? Yeah, they didn't curve the bullet or anything. <laughs> I just meant <laughs> – god damn it. I'm just turning me like in the angle. Well, there are like, theories of like magic bullet, but no, it's a, it's a pretty straight line. <laughs> talking like, was it an angle of like JFK is coming straight at him, or if it's like, was he going sideways and like you have to time, like okay, this is where he's at, and you got him like lead like into the target. There's like a, it's like a moving target, or is the target coming towards you? Does that make it's sense? going away from him? I believe. Okay. Uh, but there's like a turn to where he would be able to get. You're such a smart ass. Timing. <laughs> yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh. No, nah, this it went around the building like. Uh-huh. But isn't that another one of the conspiracies that it, like he was shot from behind, but his head goes backwards? Yeah, that's what never made sense to me. Uh-huh. So it's clearly forward, but the room it shows us backwards. I didn't know they had this whole. You're confusing me deal. with the forward backward thing. But was the shooter behind JFK yes. then? Like that's the look that you get from the building? Yeah. Don't believe that at all. That makes no sense. Yeah. How are you going to get shot from the back and your head go back? I don't know. Yeah. Exactly, because it doesn't. I've shot a deer. If I shoot it running at me, it's not just going to keep running forward. <laughs> it's like on wrestling when they get punched but their head goes the wrong way. Yeah, or if a deer <laughs> standing sideways and I shoot it, it doesn't jump towards me and then take off. It jumps backwards and uh-huh. goes. I think you should just devote the rest of your free time. To figuring that out? No, I just take one look at it and we take the two and be like, you're fucking wrong. There's yeah, no way. I'll that makes no film. sense. They also tell you not to take pictures while you're in there. Huh. 
I did. <laughs> Please show me. I felt so sneaky too. Like I'm a secret agent. Look at me. I'm taking pictures. Ugh. What is it like the uh, the border between North and South Korea? They're very adamant about like no videos or anything. And there's a YouTuber who's like, oh, I'm gonna record everything, and they get caught at one point, and they're like, no camera, no camera. Very broken English, but you're just like, oh shit, I'm about to watch this person die trying to make a little YouTube video. But it is very creepy in there because like they have all these chairs and tables set up in this room. But nobody's ever sitting in it. So it's just like this display for zero reason. It's like on that movie, that documentary they did, where they go to interview mm-hmm. Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And they have the grocery store set up. Later in the documentary, they find out it's just cardboard cutouts. Mm-hmm. That's a good show. It is. I don't remember what the name of it was. But they he, interviewed. Almost got, he almost gets eaten by a uh, tiger. Yeah, they, they interviewed Kim Jong-un. Yep. Really good movie. Peter really good documentary. Uh, next one. Would you rather talk to animals or be able to speak every language? Dude, speak to animals, man. I would love to go to a zoo and just have a conversation with the tiger. <laughs> like, what do you really think right now? And it's like, hey, what are you in for? <laughs> That's what you'd have to ask them. Because they're like, hey, man, like you can hear me, right? Unlock that fucking gate and send me back to Asia where I'm from. Nope. I just want to live with the other tigers. Instead, I'm in this 20 by 30 enclosure, all these crazy people taking pictures of me and yelling at me when I'm trying to sleep. You know, by the way, bring some morphine because now I have a drug addiction and I'm going (laughs) to need weaned off of it. I hope this doesn't trigger people. I don't feel bad for them animals at all. (laughs) They get a hell of a life. Not a single stress of like, oh, I don't get to free roam. Cool. You're taken care of. You live a little longer. You're not worried about anything else, and you get fed every day at the same time. Great treats. I'm on the fence. Like I like zoos. I think they're cool. They, they are almost 100% a letdown because when you go, you go in with the expectation of like that lion's going to do something cool today. Do you know what the secret is? It usually doesn't. Go in the morning when it first yep. opens up. When they're fed. Yep. Yep. I've been to a zoo before um, while they were feeding the lions. And you could hear that motherfucker roar from across the park. Yep. Uh, I went to the St. Louis Zoo. Like, early, I think they opened up at like a 6 or something. And we got there like right at 6. We're one of the first people to walk in. And you go to the cheetah exhibit. And the way it's set up is like you get the hyenas on one side and the cheetahs on the other. And the cheetahs had like three or four babies. And they were sprinting around that exhibit. And like they have a huge area to run. And there's like a huge ditch that they kind of like disappear into. But they had a path that they would, like, take and run, and they're just, like, running laps around this thing. And, like, you could tell they're, like, doing the practice hunting deal with the way they're, like, jumping on one another. And, like, you look the other way, and there's this massive hyena just staring at you because they're, like, a little elevated. So they're also watching mm-hmm. the cheetahs just run around. And you're like, this is amazing. I've never seen this much activity from animals. You go to the gorillas, they're running around, jumping, swinging. I'm like, this is insane. Love the zoo. <laughs> I also love Big to do because, like, guy. as a, absolutely, like, as a kid, go and look at elephants. The listeners and, uh, can hear the excitement, but it just it was so cool. And like, I can just, see it. You do that, and the elephants do it back. Locked me in for life, mm-hmm. right there. And if you think my man's arm wasn't above his head, <laughs> you are wrong. I did the motion. He went full trunk. I did that to the elephant. That elephant's like, this motherfucker's got a trunk too. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, me and you both. I have a joke to tell you about elephants off air. (laughs) Okay. It's a little too much for on air. Maybe later. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a tell. I just got to ask a question. How would you like to live in isolation forever? Do you know what? I'm not in isolation. People are coming by and visiting. I can talk to them. I would be the most interactive zoo animal in the world. They would be so excited to talk to you. For me, I'm actually going opposite here. I would rather speak every language. 
I feel I like think it'd be, be amazing cool. to go to other countries and just be like, yep, I speak this language. But I also look at it as like, how many times are you going to other countries? Yeah, not very often. How many times you run across animals? Like a cat? Let's just say a dog. You come home. What's this dog thinking? Is it actually excited to see you? Or is it just like, I can't wait to put my ass in your face and you mm-hmm. take me for a walk? Or what if these animals are incredibly ignorant, though? And there's just like not much speaking going on there. No, I think there's so much speaking, it's insane. I feel like a cat's always speaking. And it's always rude, though. That's what we think. It like you come home and that cat is rubbing up against you, but in its mind, it's thinking... I wish you would fucking die so I could eat you. Or it's probably the officer. It's like, I love you and so much. Like, I and I don't want to bother you. <laughs> so I'm going to go in the other room and just spend some time here. Don't worry about me having to use the bathroom. I know where my box is. Yeah. I'll just go. With a dog, you think you're going to come home and have a conversation. And it's just like food. Food. <laughs> Durr. Food. Then <laughs> that's all. All it ever says. Instead of barking, it's like food. Or instead of you having to read that dog's body language, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. You need to go to the bathroom. They're just like, shit, shit, <laughs> shit. They can only speak in one word. You never know. <sighs> anyway, a lot of endless possibilities there on that one. Would you rather own a team or coach a team? Keep in mind, people don't always know who the owner is. Uh, but the coach gets a lot of praise for all their wins. They also get a lot of uh, blame. Yep. Uh, most definitely an owner. Me too. I because think Because you can easy. go be like a Jim Irsay where you still build a relationship with players. Yeah, Jerry but, Jones. But hey, if they suck, it's like, hey, man, sorry, not going to pay you. Your coach, you don't like your coach, he's gone. Still the yeah. owner. Still making millions. Parking like, lot, just paid your salary today. What's up? Jerry Jones versus like an Andy Reid. Jerry Jones. Yeah. Jerry's loaded. Yeah. And like he's he's kind of technically retired, but he's still making money. I'm gonna take that. Do you quarantine on a fucking yacht? Yeah, look how much we travel the world. He can still come in and big dick and be like, "No, this is who we're drafting." Yeah, C.D. Lamb, first round. Don't care. We have other receivers. By the way, he's wearing number eighty-eight. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> Whenever you want to be six, mm-mm. cool. Uh, here's eighty-eight. <laughs> Last one for you. Would you rather go to a movie alone or to dinner alone? I do both all the time. You do? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a movie. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I can grab, I don't know, I might consider my dinner that night popcorn and some peanut M&M's. With yeah. giant Dr. Uh, Pepper. This used to be my move. I haven't gone to the movies in a long time. Or not like I used to. I used to love going to the movies pre-pandemic. I heard everyone talk about that movie theater in the Yosho. Total letdown. Oh, really? Just a giant building behind the freaking line of trees. Have you been in it, though? Yeah, I went in it, and I was just like, this is kind of a lame-ass movie theater. Did you get the reclining chairs? Yeah. I've, you I still thought it was overrated? I, experienced I love all that, that theater. <laughs> I experienced it all in Kansas City, though. So it's like, Oh, yeah, it's not new for Everyone's me. like, mm-hmm. oh, like, everyone's just decided about the reclining chairs. I'm like, hey, how about a reclining chair with a little bit of, like, I don't know, like the at- I didn't feel like the atmosphere yeah. was there because it's just a standalone building. <laughs> That's what just kind of threw me for the loop. Uh-huh. For some reason, I thought I'd be tied to more stuff. Mm-hmm. No. No, it is in the middle. If you miss the turn, you're driving right past that sucker. Yeah, too. or you'll drive by and be like, "Is that still open? That mm-hmm. theater?" Which you really have to question nowadays. I'm on the movie side of it. Uh, this is actually we talked about this a while back. Of, I really like going to movies alone. Mm-hmm. I I can't go eat alone. I can't go sit at the bar by myself and just eat and, and have a couple beers and leave. Yeah, I can't do it. I feel like so such I used a loser. to be 
really weird, but now it's like it's just kind of nice to go. Like, and just, a lot of people do. It. I like people watching those. So, like, that's kind of my uh-huh. other thing. Is like I'm just seeing other people interact and do stuff, or like I don't necessarily talk to anybody there. I because. think people are also more likely to talk to you. Like, if you're alone at the bar, people will be like, I'm going to talk to that guy. Like, he's all by himself. I don't want that. I give off the vibe of like, don't fucking talk to me. Do you? Yes. I don't think you. If I don't want to talk to anybody, I'm very good at could. not talking to people. I don't. I don't believe you for one minute. <laughs> I'm still, like, I know this you don't believe me. This is the part me. of the episode where we strongly agree. You <laughs> have never in your life put off a "don't talk to me." The only way you put off a "don't talk to me" vibe is because you're already actively starting the conversation. It's like a "hey, don't talk to me." I got this. I will start <laughs> yeah. talking to don't you. Don't stress it, Bob. <laughs> Yeah. People are debating, like, eh, should I talk to that guy? You're already in their face. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Have a good weekend. Be safe getting home. You dog. <laughs> but I, I can't. And I'm not, like, dogging anybody that does go and eat dinner alone. I think I'm not making fun of you. People do it. I just can't do it. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. But going to the movies alone, I love it. It is nice. I love it. I even uh, told, like, years ago when I first got divorced and I started doing this, I told like a group of teachers that I work with, like, man, I went to a movie by myself last night. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, call me. I'll, I'll go with you. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. And the, what the lady that was like, I'm so sorry. Like, just let me know. I'll come with you. And I told her, you have to try this. It's amazing. She was a mom. She was happily married. And she went and did it. And she's like, it is fantastic. Yeah. I got time just by myself. I didn't have to explain the movie to anyone. I didn't Answering have to. Answering fucking questions. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Like, just sorry you didn't see the other two movies. Like, all the Marvel, like the Marvel movies and stuff. Like, I actually do enjoy going to movies to watch those. I think they're great movies to see in a movie theater. But I'm probably just going to watch that one time. So I don't want to spend the one time I'm watching this movie while piecing together everything else that happened or it could possibly happen to you yeah. in this time span while Iron Man and Captain America are fighting. Like, just shut the fuck up. The best thing about being Or if they single... fall asleep, I cannot stand that. If you, if I ask what you I to go see a movie with me <laughs> and they, and you fall asleep and you're snoring in my ear, immediate annoyance. Yeah. Best thing about being single, not having to explain movies to people. Yeah. Also, sometimes maybe I get a little lost and I can't be like, hey, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm just like, you know what? That's on me. I'm going to go back and watch this. Yep. Like, I guess I'll come back. <laughs> Sometimes that happens at home. Like, I'll even be into something, and then I'll get that little distraction, that little ding from my phone. Next thing I know, I've been scrolling Instagram for 20 minutes, and I'm like, wait, I thought that motherfucker was dead. <laughs> <laughs> now you're telling me he's still alive? Uh, what happened here? And, and I don't I don't know. Yeah. So, But it's, it's give or take on that one. But for me, all day, movies. I... I actually prefer going to movies alone. Yeah, I do too. Now that I've started doing it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What really sucks though is for us uh, here, our movie theater is so expensive. It has, it's also its own standalone building where they thought like, this is going to be cool. No, it fucking sucks. I, I, they like built it with the expectation of like, man, this is going to really grow People around. will come from the mall to here. Put it in the mall. It used to be. How's that it for them? It was in the mall and then they moved it to where it is now. That's stupid. And, it and also, now the mall's dead. I mean, you're looking at easily – if you do go to a movie and you get like popcorn and a drink and maybe like another snack, which might seem like a lot, but like whatever. It's my play. <laughs> you're easily $30. 
For you, just yourself? Mm-hmm. God, if you go to damn. the one here in town. the job I haven't been to the one here, actually. I, I don't go there anymore. Show. I will yeah, gladly I go back open, to dude. Pittsburgh. I will go to Neosho, like you said, or Web City. I don't watch movies at the North Park, whatever it is. I think like Hollywood Center or something. Yeah. I Until might they sponsor this podcast, then I'll start going again. <laughs> Until then, my business is going out of town with movies. <laughs> All right, that's it for us today, though. We hope you enjoyed this random-ass episode of Mic'd Up. And again, I do want to shout out the call-in app. Uh, sometimes we're doing stuff that's like live, and if you listen to podcasts on Apple or if it's on Spotify, that's great. I listen to some pod- podcasts that are on there too, but you're getting this one live. Like if you listen to Monday's episode on the call-in app, you were prepared for the national championship game. If you listen to that same episode on Apple, you caught it on Tuesday and you thought, <laughs> what the fuck? This is boring. I already know what happened. So I do highly recommend it on the call-in app. Just go download it. It's super easy, super easy to find mic'd up, but they also have a lot of other cool podcasts as well. And don't forget our last sponsor of the day, Roper Kia. They are pretty cool too. Go in there, mention mic'd up, and they will give you $1,000 $1,000. That sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Off your nicer, newer ride. We thank you guys for joining us today. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here at 10 a.m.